how we doing? Welcome back to the recap. Uh, it's been about a week and a half. Uh, everybody was asking, uh, you know, everybody out there, all of our millions and millions of followers, uh, why did we take a month off before our last pod uh, a week and a half ago? And it was finally announced via Facebook the other day by our co-host, Bryce Aldrich. Uh, he's a dad. Congrats. Yep. Thanks. Clap it up for the kid. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so shout out Bryce and also you just heard him there a little bit uh, we teased it last week on the podcast uh, we got Connor Bleakley on the show uh, former first round pick and Mariners extraordinary player uh, how you doing Bleaks? I'm doing well fellas thanks for having me on awesome awesome yeah you're so- uh, you're our Sorry, second first rounder oh yeah who was the other one Danny Briere heard of them <laughs> that's pretty tough to follow up <laughs> um but yeah we wanted to have uh leaks on uh played with the mariners so me and bryce got to know him there um i actually had him on my if you know if you're a true fan of uh, me and my work uh my video series i did with the mariners hockey at home uh i needed a player uh leaks had just got traded to the team he volunteered off the back. I don't think I had ever even talked to him before. Uh, hopped on, and he pretty much carried the episode. We had a great time. Yeah, me, uh, me and Roby. Yeah, you and Roby. That was yeah. good. It was it was a good dynamic because we got Bleaks, who's a good talker, and then Roby, who could barely talk, but he would chime in with the with the uh, <laughs> it, with the comedy every once in a while. Yeah, we had to help him along a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about Connor's career and, uh, you know, life in the minors and everything from start to the be- to the end so or to today. So, uh, Bryce, you want to kick it off here? You're the one that uh, Bryce got all the big J journalist questions this week for you. So, yeah, I mean, um, so what was it like playing in, uh, in Red Deer for for Brent Sutter? Uh, Red Deer was good. It was uh your typical junior hockey market, uh, you know, we're the biggest kind of show in town. So, uh, it was, it was awesome going to high school there and, um, only being two hours from my hometown, which, which was good. It allowed my parents to come out to, uh, as many home games as they could. And, uh, it was a neat experience for me moving away at 16 and then, uh, you know, going to high school in Red Deer for the time that I was there and then, uh, coming home and going back to high school with all my buddies that I grew up with. Red Deer, also great jerseys, great logo. That's the team that, you know, when I was playing NHL, you got to do, you start out in the CHL. I'm picking Red Deer every time because I love the logo. Yeah, they do got uh, some pretty sweet uh, threads. Yeah. Speaking of NHL, I remember when I interviewed you one of the times, you said one of the reasons why you were so excited to make it to the dub was because you were able to be in the game, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I've been a pretty big gamer. Well, I've probably owned every NHL since like 03. So I think my first one would have been like 2012. I played, I was in the game and uh, I don't know if my overalls got better since. So we got to work on that. But uh, it was obviously pretty cool, especially back then, but uh, even now too. Yeah. What else, what else you got? Uh, what else are you playing? Uh, actually, I, so I just got home and I've had to quarantine for 14 days because oh, okay. Canada has some crazy rules. So I bought uh, NBA 2K21 and I've been playing that. 
a little bit. It's uh, definitely, a, it's a change of pace from NHL and, and Call of Duty. So it's pretty good game. It's pretty fun. Oh yeah. Call of Duty. We might have to, uh, me and Bryce dabble, might have to get in the squad together, see how that yeah, goes. Go. <laughs> uh, Bryce, what do you got now? Here. Oh, so when you were playing for uh, for Brent, what was the craziest thing you got to see him do? <laughs> um, I remember one time vividly we were in Calgary. <clears throat> I think my first two years we, we never won in Calgary. And obviously that was – Calgary was the closest game to home and it's a pretty big rivalry with Red Deer. And uh, I just remember – him standing up with a stick on the bench and banging the banging the uh, banging the boards with a stick and him up on the jumbotron, uh, it was pretty funny because he had coached the Flames and then you know being there with Red Deer, he was kind of freaking out on the refs and uh, just seeing him up on the jumbotron. It's one of those times where you're on the bench and uh, you're trying not to laugh, but because <laughs> you know how mad he is. But uh, it was pretty funny. I yeah. wanted to. Sorry, go ahead, Bryce. No, you go. I... I actually wanted to ask you a question about another coach you had pre-draft, and that was when you were on the prospect team, you played for Team Cherry. Was he actually there? Was he actually your coach, Don Cherry? Did you get to talk no, to him? No, he wasn't, unfortunately. Oh. I don't know how that worked out. Um, we might have got shafted a little bit because I know in the past that him and Orr had actually been on the benches and stuff and been there. So they, they were actually – I never even got to meet them, which was unfortunate, but uh, I think they were, uh, they're there most years, but they weren't there my year. And uh, that would have been pretty cool to have Cherry as the coach. Yeah, that would have been awesome. See, I, I, I thought that too. I was like, I know they're doing something a li little different, but I thought when the team names were Cherry and or that they were actually there, but I guess maybe they just picked the teams. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know either. It would have been good to meet either one of those guys. I met uh, Bobby Orr once, um, but he <laughs> – it's actually a funny story. We were in line to meet him, like, so excited. My dad's idol growing up, loved the Bruins, obviously. And one of uh, the other hockey moms on our youth team, she was, like, one of those that would go get a bunch of things signed and then just would, like, sell it off and stuff. So right as we're about to go up and see Bobby, she had just gone, like, I don't know, 10 people ahead. She comes up, like says hi to us and everything, blah, blah, whatever. We go up. He's all pissed off at us, wants nothing to do with us because he thinks that we're the same type of people. Like we wanted to just get a bunch of things signed and, and sell it off. So it was kind of a bummer. I felt I felt more bad, honestly, for my dad because it was like his hero growing up. But um, yeah. I'm sure he's a good guy normally. But <laughs> he doesn't like those, uh, those uh, people hawking his merchandise, you know. Yeah, Bobby's – He's probably one of those guys where you're just speechless. I met uh, yeah. I met Gretzky at the East Coast All-Star game a few years back, and I remember he just came in and said a couple words, but I was grabbing my gloves off the glove dryer, and he's, he was walking by, and he said, good luck. And I kicked myself to this day for not getting a picture with him, but I just kind of froze, froze up a little bit and said thanks. But uh, he, he kind of just leaves you speechless. Yeah, for sure. Um... Other question, pre-draft, what was it like playing um, on the U18 team for Canada? It was fun. Uh, I've been – actually, I watched a couple games uh, on TV of Canada. Like they played the other night, and they played Latvia last night. But um, it's cool. It, it definitely brought up some memories of that tournament. Um, that year was, was pretty crazy. But, uh, you know, having the chance to represent your country uh, anytime is, is pretty incredible. And um, – you know, unfortunately, we, we won bronze. It was in Finland. 
but uh, you know, watching those kids now and, and, and seeing the skill and stuff, it definitely brings back some good memories of, of my time with the team. Yeah. And when I was looking this up too, it was, it was kind of crazy to me because I'm sure, and, and please speak on this, if, if what your experience was in terms of like the fandom of it, because in the U S where we're definitely big on like world juniors, like U 23, but U 18s, like we really don't like, it's not on TV. We don't really hear about it. Um, is U 18s like just a bit as big of a deal in Canada as like the world juniors or close or. Uh, no, it's not even close. Um, I think it could, it, it could be a pretty big tournament. I think they, if they, I mean, obviously I saw the games, the two games on, uh, TV. I think it could become bigger if they televise them. I remember when I was there, we had one game on TSN and then maybe our, our um, bronze game on TSN, but um, it's definitely good hockey, but no, it doesn't get, it doesn't get near the hype that, that a world juniors does per se, but um, the U S the U S they bring their strongest team there. They bring the team that plays together all year. So I know that for their, as far as their program goes, I think that's their biggest tournament. Uh, they ended up winning the year that I was there. Uh, they had Eichel and Matthews and, and guys like that. Yikes. <laughs> that must have been fun to play against. Yeah, we didn't actually – we didn't get to play them. Um, we lost to oh, the Czechs okay. in the semifinals, and we would have played U.S. in the final, which would have been um, – you know, it would have been great. But uh, yeah. unfortunately, we didn't get there. Um. Going back to the U18s, what was it like playing with some of those guys? Because I'm looking on here and I see you played with like Vertanen, Sandheim, Konechny, Barzell. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. Oh, my God, Barzell. Yeah, for sure. I don't, there's not many guys on that team that haven't played in the NHL. But, um, yeah, it was it was fun. Um, you know, we had uh, – Barzell was an underage. I actually roomed with Konechny for the time I was there and – um, you know, seeing the success that those guys have had, uh, it's no surprise, especially, you know, Barzell and Konechny. Uh, you know, Barzell was a special player all the way up, and um, he's fun to watch for sure. But, uh, yeah, we had a real good group. I think, you know, probably at least 10 first-rounders on that team, something close to that. Um, you know, it made it a lot easier out there. But, uh, you know, I definitely keep up, kind of keep up with the guys' careers. And, and uh, when you play each other, um, you know, say hi and whatnot. There's uh there's one other guy in that roster that played for Maine. Do you know who it was? Ryan Gropp? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I played with Gropper. He's a he's a beauty. He was good for us as well, the times he was down. Yeah, I bet. It never lasted long. Yeah. It was like three games, he'd put up like five goals. See you later. Yeah. Him and um who was the other one? His dad played in the league or something. But anyways, yeah. Oh, Tyronic. Not Ty. It was, but Ty's um, going off right now, huh? Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's putting up a ton of points. Good for him. Nice. All right, Bryce, you want to kick it off with draft stuff here? Yeah. So um, the 2014 draft, what was it like? Like, what was the whole process like go, going in? And uh, I mean, you probably had a, a bunch of interviews, right? Yeah, well, it, it, so the combine was probably a month before the draft, and that's where you get all your interviews over with. So I, I interviewed with twenty nine out of thirty teams at that time, um, and yeah, it was it was crazy. It was crazy. My draft was in Philadelphia, so you know we got the whole family down there, and 
Um, I kind of figured I was going to go somewhere between 15 and 50. So pretty broad range. That's why I talked to all the teams. And then um, <clears throat> I remember just kind of sitting around probably all the way up to like pick 18. And then I'm like, okay, I might be, able to, I might be getting picked here. So kind of get ready. And uh, Colorado was the team that I wanted to go to because they were my favorite team as a kid. And I had a really good interview with them. And um, then when they got up there, it was just kind of a blur. I remember I was just trying not to cry uh, and miss a step at the same time while I was walking to the stage. But, um, you know, that's one of the best moments of my life. Uh, just putting on that jersey and, and, you know, being there with my family and stuff. Um, it's crazy to think that it was seven years ago, but, um, you know, it was, it was unbelievable. Um, right behind you, I actually see a Joe Sackick jersey. What was it like being drafted by your favorite player? <laughs> That's cool. Oh, you sniped that, Bryce. Oh, that, you did snipe that. Yeah. For people <laughs> obviously not going to be watching, it's like tucked away in the closet. That was a, <laughs> that is that a snipe. Well, I see color. the nine. I see That's the nine. Good color recognition. You know what? I'll bring it to you. It's actually not Joe Sackick, but oh, I, I do have a Joe Sackick. Oh, I just broke this. <laughs> oh, tough. Oh, my. That's oh, new. it's his That's jersey. sick. Yeah. After jersey or camp jersey. Well, that's, uh, that's a preseason jersey. Though. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So what was it like going up to the stage? And that was probably the first time you got to meet him, right? Um, yes. Or no, actually. Um, I'll have to send you guys a picture. Um, Joe, so Joe played in Swift Current in junior, and uh, my parents have a cabin just south of Swift Current, and I believe his wife's mother has a cabin there. So he was there at the local store that they have, and um, I met him there when I was like nine, but that was the first time. And then, um, you know, he was obviously my favorite player growing up, and, you know, I idolized Joe Sackick, and then to have him call my name, it's it's uh, – you know, it's pretty surreal. It almost sounds too good to be true, right? Um, so that was really cool. I mean, Patrick Wall was the coach and Joe Sackick was the GM and, and you know, Jerome McGinley was on the team at the time. And being from Southern Alberta, Jerome McGinley's, you know, one of the biggest, he's everybody's hero, you know, my brother's favorite player. And, and he's was up there for me too. And then, you know, to share a locker room with, with him was incredible too. So um, I have a lot of you know, a lot of, a lot of cool stories just to, to be a part of a locker room like that for the short time that I was anyways. Yeah. Um, when you were at camp and stuff, like, I mean, you got to go to a couple of them, right? For them. Yeah, I was, yeah, probably <clears throat> three, two or three, two. Was there any guys that took you under their wing? Um, not really. I mean, I remember, um, I remember Gabe Landis, you know, came up to me and just talked to me right away. And, um, you know, uh, just even my first impression of him, I got, you know, you can see why he was captain so young and um, the way he carries himself. But, um, you know, it's it's obviously a little intimidating going to NHL locker room at 18 years old. And uh, the guys, for the most part, really do a good job of, you know, just making it feel comfortable. And it's it's funny. You can you can you can kind of arrive a, a young kid like that real easily to scare them. You know, anything that they say you're listening to and, and uh it's uh, it's definitely a little bit intimidating, but everywhere I went, I've been pretty fortunate. I was just kind of thinking that too. Like a lot of those types of captains, like Gabriel Landeskog, like a Crosby, like 
any of those who start out super young. Like a lot of people just think like, oh, well, you know, we, we put invested a lot into him. So they're going to be the captain, but it's interesting to hear that he actually, you know, was a guy to step up and talk to, you know, people at camp and everything when it was probably one of his first camps too, at that point. Probably would have been like, you know, 23, he would have been young. Yeah. How old he would be now. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's just interesting how it's it's really not age at all. Well, it can be at some points, but, you know, it's about personality, too, that kind of shines through, and that's just a, interesting there to yeah. think about. Uh, Bryce, did you want to – oh, okay. So transitioning in, so you actually got drafted a second time um, by the Blues. So my first question, and then Bryce also has a question following this uh, – about the blues more, but my first question is how does that all work? Because I'm sure a lot of people listening are probably like, huh, how do you get drafted twice? Um, and even to me, like, I know the gist of it, but it is kind of like, I'm not really exactly sure because it's not just like, um, in like baseball, I know you can, you can get drafted. And then if you're like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Uh, so you wait another year and then you get drafted again. But for you, you were with the team for a few years and then you got, or with the Avalanche for a few years organization and then you got redrafted. So how does that kind of work? Yeah. So um, if you get drafted in your first year of draft eligibility, the team has, well, if it's out of junior, the team has two years to sign you. And then the deadline's like, the deadline's like June 20th of your second year. So, you know, like a, a few weeks before the draft or a month before the draft. Um, I, uh, unfortunately things didn't go my way kind of 18, 19, my years after the draft. Um, and then, so there's even an, a, 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 it's more special, like the first round. So since I was a first round pick, um, Colorado had till that June to decide to sign me. But since I was a first rounder, if they don't sign the first round pick, they get a second round pick as compensation in the upcoming draft. So I was picked 23, Colorado received 53 for the 2016 draft um, for not signing me. So that's why I re-entered. And then when I re-entered, it was kind of like a month before and um, talked to a few teams again, uh, a little bit more difficult questions that time. And then uh, watched from home uh, the, the second time. That's interesting. And yeah, I mean, I obviously didn't bring it up to like bring up anything about not getting signed because I mean, for me and Bryce, we uh, couldn't even make it past high school hockey. So still an amazing, you know, obviously amazing accomplishment to get drafted that first time in the first round and then to get drafted again, that must've been awesome. Like a second life for you. How did that feel to kind of go to the blues and be like, all right, I got another shot to, you know, work my way towards the show again. Yeah. Well, kind of at that point, it was more about signing for me. I obviously was hanging over my head for two years. And um, when I, when I was drafted to St. Louis, I think it only took, you know, I thought maybe, okay, I'm going to have to go, you know, work, work my ass off and prove myself at development camp and uh, have a good main camp. And then maybe they'll sign me. Uh, But they ended up signing me like two days after the draft. So I kind of was more relieved than anything that I was, you know, signed, signed a contract and, you know, got some money in my pocket and was going to be able to play pro the next year. So um, that was, that was definitely another exciting day. Just signing, signing my first NHL deal. Um, Yeah. I want to back, I want to backpedal one second. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Here's something that Ryer probably didn't know was you were actually part of a trade 
and you were oh i did look this up yeah uh coyotes yeah, I was gonna mention that, but every time, every time I get into the draft thing, I got to mention the trade, and then they, you know. But yeah, I, I did. So another crazy story. I was um, I was injured in junior in Red Deer, and I was with Saint, it was with Colorado, and it was NHL trade deadline day. And usually, I always would watch. You know, in Canada, trade deadline they'll have you know on TSN from 6 a.m. till till it's over and so anyways the the Rebels were playing that day and I was injured and I was back home and they were playing like a student game so I went on the radio during intermission um, and then the radio host he he goes I just got word that you got traded and I'm going what and sure enough my phone was blowing up so I got ended up getting traded from the Avalanche uh, me and Alex Tamgay and uh, Kyle Wood another prospect for Mikael Bodker. So I was with Arizona and they had, uh, I think it was Don Maloney, maybe is his name was the GM and John Chica was the assistant. Maloney got fired. And then, you know, I was thinking, okay, I, mean, I was excited to, to, to be with Arizona because um, I knew Colorado wasn't going to sign me and then maybe I could prove to Arizona. Uh, so I came back from my broken kneecap. That's what I had at the time. And then um, Last game of the regular season, I actually landed on a skate and got cut by a cut by a, a skate, cut a tendon in my wrist. Uh, ended up missing playoffs and whatnot. But yeah, I was with I was with Arizona for about a phone call and a couple months. Wow, that's why I keep Bryce around. He's my stat guy. When I forget <laughs> to bring bring up things that would about be a little known stat though. Yeah, and then um, when the 2016 draft came around, were you? Were you there or did, were you home for that one? No, I was home. I, uh, so my, my, my first draft, I was there and in, in, in the bright lights and on stage and blah, blah, blah. And then my, my second draft, I was at home in my sweatpants and I got drafted during the, or drafted during a commercial. So yeah, pretty drastically different, uh, draft day experiences, but I was actually at that draft. The 16 one, the 16 one that day I met, um, I met Brian Burke. Okay. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not the one you met Babs at? That is the one I met Babs at. Babs and Berkey. Yeah. Yeah. A yep. couple Babs. of well-known, Babs nice guys. To Love to talk to people. Pat <laughs> you on the back. Yeah, that's what um, they're known for. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> T- known tummy sticks, guys. Mike Babcock and Brian Burke. Uh, so, Bryce, you wanted to ask about the Blues. Oh, yeah. So, um. I mean, you were part of that, that Blues team for, what, three years, right? Yeah. So um, what what was it like when they went on their run? And um, did you stay in touch with any of the guys? Because I know you played with a lot of them in the minors. And then um, did you get to go to any uh, cup parties or anything? No, no cup parties, unfortunately. I was going to, but I never ended up doing it. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Obviously I was trying to make the team and, and, and whatnot, but I was in the minors with the team at that time. So, um, you know, big contributors like Jordan Bennington and, and Sammy Blay and, and quite a few other guys. Um, I was, you know, pretty much best friends with Sammy Blay and, and seeing them, those guys, you know, go up there and see in front kind of where they were at, at Christmas. I remember it was almost like, it was almost like a fire fire sale because they were last in the league. And then we weren't doing so well in the American league. And then, uh, Bennington went up and, and the rest is history. So that was, that was crazy. And, and it's, it's almost bittersweet where, 
you're like, man, if I just would have, you know, just would have made it or, or whatnot, I could have been there, but you can't spend time on shoulda, coulda, wouldas, but no, it was, it was really cool to see, you know, some of my, my good buddies, you know, win the Stanley cup and um, pretty incredible. Yeah. You mentioned Sammy Blay too. Like how about a guy that just kind of out of nowhere, just kind of dominated the playoffs. He played so well. Like he was just extra depth that I, I didn't know they had, uh, you know, cause obviously they were, you know, basement in the league, not, not many people paying attention to him. And then he was just, he was sick. Yeah. He's a good player. He was always, he was really good in the American league and uh, our first year pro, we came to pro together, me and him and Vince Dunn uh, and Mackenzie McEachern. And we had chief, Craig Brube was our coach in, in the American League. Uh-huh. So when he was up there with St. Louis, and it was also good to see Chief win like that too. I mean, he took over halfway through, or maybe even a little earlier than that, I believe. Um, but he he had always liked Sammy. So And I knew that Sammy came off an injury in playoffs and, and Chief wasn't afraid to put him in right away. And obviously, like you said, he played real well and you know had a role on that cup run. That's awesome, Barube. How what was he like in the locker room? Like, is he like what kind of coach was he? He seems like a great guy, like a guy that's you know hard nosed, but kind of honestly, kind of like Riles, like hard nosed, but like at the end of the day, we'll have some beers with you and have a good time, like tell some good stories. Yeah, no, he he was he was a guy that you know he didn't have to say much to motivate you, right? I mean, if you just look at you know, look at what he's done and what he did in his career. I think he had like 300 fights and, you know, played 82 games every season, which I don't know how it's even possible. I got in a fight two weeks ago and I'm still sore let alone, you know, four or five in that time. But yeah, he was, he was good. He didn't, you know, did play me much, but uh, we had a really good team in Chicago. And um, like you said, he seemed like a guy, you know, you away from the rink would just be, you know, great to sit down and have a beer with. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So I think we got some questions here. You've kind of bounced around AHL, ECHL. So you've been a lot of different places. So Bryce put together some different questions to just kind of run through uh, sort of rapid fire, but feel free to elaborate if you want to on any of them. So Bryce, I'll kick it off and then you can take the next one. But uh, what's the what's the best city that you've played in as a pro? Uh, that's, you know, obviously other than Portland, Maine, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a tough one because I've been so fortunate to play in amazing places. I mean, you mentioned Portland. Um, I was looking forward to spending time this there this year and maybe see what it's like with the nice weather. But Portland's beautiful. Uh, San Antonio is tough to beat too. Chicago, my first year pro in Chicago was awesome. Um, Boise, Idaho was, was awesome. I was there a short time too, but... Um, it's hard to pick just one. I think it's just because I've been so fortunate, like I said, like Maine and Portland and, or Portland and San Antonio, Allen, you know, I've spent a lot of time in Texas now and uh, I like the weather there. So, but uh, I'm pretty fortunate with all the places I've played. Yeah. San Antonio is definitely a spot that I would like to get to at some point. Um, and yeah, you definitely lucked out uh, in our division anyways, getting traded up to Portland because you can end up in some, uh, you know, Some, you know <laughs> spots not as great as Portland. Uh, actually, <laughs> I actually, I have, uh, I have family in San Antonio, so I've been there a few times, and it's beautiful. Yeah. So, um, what is the uh, the best city, like your favorite city to go to in uh, in junior? 
I guess probably just like the NHL rinks. I think it's a little different in junior. Uh, you know, when you go out on the road, it's a little different than it is in pro. Uh, unfortunately, you're not allowed to take in the scenery quite like you can in pro. But uh, I think it was just being young and playing in NHL rinks for the first time was was really cool. So, you know, I always kind of circled Calgary on my calendar. Um, was probably my one of my favorite places to play, but um, it's hard to pick just one. Uh, going to Victoria was always cool. Uh, Victoria, you know, you take the ferry on the bus and uh, Victoria has a bunch of cool places to eat and, and you're obviously there for a couple of games. So that's another one. We didn't go there too often, but. Where was the Mem Cup the year that you were there? Uh, in Red Deer, we hosted, yeah. How'd you guys finish up in that? Did you go uh, all the way in? The oh. Semifinals to the Quebec team, Ryan Oranda, and then they played uh, London. That was when London had Marner and, and Kachuk and Dvorak was their first line. Wow. But that was good. <laughs> yeah. Saved yourself a couple minuses not having to play them that night, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, London always, uh, never, never in the final. Uh, but uh, what's the best player that you played with in pro? Do you think like, and it, it doesn't necessarily need to need to be the player that you know made it the furthest, whatever. But what's like one of those guys that you watch while you're out there that you were just like, this guy's unbelievable. Um. Well, in I mean, obviously in in NHL camps, you're you know, you kind of say that about a handful of guys, uh, in pro there's so many good players. You, you, I being on so many teams and around it, it's the, the margin between, you know, NHL and not is so small. I don't think people realize that, but, um, I've been fortunate my first year in, in the American league, we came first in division and, and I played with, uh, Kenny Agostino. He ended up leading the league with 83 points. Um, he made the American league look easy. It's, it's pretty incredible to see someone do that. And, and, you know, he still couldn't stick and find a regular job in the NHL, but um, there's lots of guys that, that are really good. I mean, Sammy Blay is one of the, one of the best players I've played with. Jordan Cairo was pretty good too. Um, Jordan Bennington. I mean, he's a goalie, so it's a little bit of a different position, but just to see the, what, what Jordan Bennington was able to do, I guess, you know, that's, it's incredible just seeing it firsthand. I mean, seeing where he was and, and where he got to and, you know, just kind of a little bit of luck, but I mean, I guess not luck, but just how one chance is all it takes or, or, you know, one thing goes your way or this goes that way. And, and, you know, now look at him and he got his opportunity and proved himself, you know, time and time again. And obviously now he's, he's kind of set for life with the con two contracts he's signed. Um, similar question, but who's the best player that you played with in junior? Cause I see that you played with a bunch of good ones. Yeah. The, I, when I get asked, asked this question, I always, I guess I didn't really play with him on a team in junior, but, um, growing up and playing against all the time. And then with at like team Alberta events and team, you know, U18, he was on the U18 team as Braden point. Um, he was, 
you know, he's small all his life. And, and I remember playing against him in, in, in Adam and, and people would, you know, say, well, once it gets to hitting, you know, he can't do this. And then, well, wait till he gets to the WHL. There's no way he can be able to do this. And then, oh, well, wait till he gets to pro. There's no way he can do this. And now look at him, right? I mean, he's, he's lit up every single level he's ever played. So it's pretty yeah. incredible. All right. So I just want to ask you one, one last question. Zoom's about to kick us off here, but um, I don't think I got to ask you this when you came on hockey at home. I don't think I had started asking it yet, but what's one good prank or like funny story, like just laugh out loud story you can tell us about uh, your time in really any league, whether it was, you know, at camps at in the ECHL and the AHL, just, you know, something for the people. Um, geez, I wish I could, I wish I had one really funny one. Um, sometimes it depends on who you're getting with the prank. You know what I mean? Like the, it's not necessarily the prank, but it's the guy that, that gets the biggest reaction out of, but off the top of my head, I remember in, uh, when I was 16 and junior, I was driving a 2002 Honda Accord and it was ha- Halloween and my billet woke me up at like 7 a.m. in the morning and he's like hey you might want to come out here and so the boys had the boys had saran wrap they put maple syrup all over my car <laughs> and then they saran wrapped the whole thing and so my billet had to drive me to drive me to school that day it took it took a lot to get it off but that was a pretty good one because there was nothing really I could do and I think they put like a bunch of other stuff on the car and, and the maple syrup was tough to get off. And That's a uh, purely, uh, that's a, you know, 100% uh, Canadian prank right there. Just maple syrup <laughs> yeah, maple all syrup over the car. Yeah. yeah. The maple uh, syrup is the better. <laughs> yeah. And you're definitely right too. The person definitely matters. Uh, actually on hockey at home, I, uh, Col- Colkin actually pranked uh, McGratton one time. <laughs> when he got sent down <laughs> um, but yeah. uh yeah um all right bleak so uh we appreciate you coming on appreciate you being so open about your uh, you know time through both drafts and every everything you've done in your career it's been an amazing career and it's it's still going uh what is you what are you looking uh at in the next like year or so are you are you getting back to it i know you're home right now what's what's kind of the next step looking like for you yeah, um, just kind of this season was a little bit of abrupt change. It's short for me. I mean, I came home because I got traded. But uh, looking ahead, I think it's just get get ready for next year. And, and I'm not sure exactly where that'll be yet. But um, I know I got a few good years of hockey left in me. So I think my focus is just kind of getting my body ready for the season and my and my mind ready. And um, as long as I, I still love the game and, and enjoy the game, I'll keep playing. But uh, no real – I haven't had enough enough time to digest, I guess, this season yet. But um, I'm looking forward to whatever's whatever's next. Yeah, definitely. And uh, if, if you were to find yourself in Portland again, that would be awesome. I know when you came for me and Keels and – really everyone at the team, it was, it was, it was a good jolt. You were, you were a great player and it was, it was really fun to watch you just your style of play. Um, just an, an NHL caliber style of play 
in in the ECHL was just it was crazy to watch. It was uh, I'll do a little uh, comparison here. It was Kuznetsov s watching you just kind of circle around the offensive zone and make plays. It was it was fun to watch. So little tire pump for you before you before we head off. Yeah, no problem. But uh, there I wanted to ask you, is there any chance that uh, you could end up in Europe? Yeah, I, I don't know about next year, but yeah, for sure. I want to try. I want to go over there and experience that before I'm done. I think it's definitely a, a different pace or a different change of scenery. And um, we'll see. I, I'm looking forward to, you know, just hockey has a lot of opportunities and, and Europe is definitely something that uh, I'm going to at least try. All right. So uh, if you end up someplace nice like Switzerland or something like that, we'll come out. We'll do a live pod at your apartment. <laughs> um, we're, we're penciling you in for that. <laughs> but all right. Thanks, Bleaks. We really appreciate it. And uh, again, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, thank you guys. Thanks for having me.